Hello, everybody. We are back. And oh boy, oh boy. I think it's safe to say that was probably the best trade deadline I think I've ever experienced as a fan in any sport in North America. What what a weekend. I'm, I'm Jose Duada, joined by Norb Cabrera. Um Norb, that was that was fun. That was wild. <laughs> uh the one word to describe that is epic, Jose. Yeah. Uh, it was epic. It was by far the best one we've ever seen in in the last several years. And uh, what a wild uh, deadline that was. Yeah, um, everything started uh, Thursday night, the night before. Like, I mean, with what was going on the night before, you would have assumed that the trade deadline was Thursday, uh, July 29th. And then, and then of course, the, the actual trade deadline was the following day on the Friday and the 30th. And yet, still, even then, that was crazy enough um, from 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 deals that people were going, holy crap, you gave up what to teams that thought they had something. And then it, and then it just completely just flipped on them. Um, absolutely incredible. So of course we're going to get down to that. Uh, just discuss, you know, what we thought on some, on some of the biggest trades, uh, some of the trades that didn't happen. Um, and you know, what we expect for these teams moving forward. Cause again, so much went down. And of course I know everybody's been talking about it. So of course we needed to react to, um, to what happened to, to this whole madness. Um, let's start off with what I think, to be fair, was the biggest the biggest trade of the weekend, I think, because this originally was supposed to go one way, and it didn't. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the Dodgers getting Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Uh, of course, Max Scherzer was originally slated to go to San Diego, which already had everybody going crazy because San, everybody was talking already. San Diego has now stocked up and loaded up, and... There were the, the reports were there, deals in place, and then out of nowhere, about an hour or two later, pulled the phone. It's not official because the Dodgers got something got something more interesting, and the Nationals uh, threw in Trey Turner, uh, which shocked the hell out of me. It was I didn't I guess I didn't expect Trey Turner to be moved at all. I know Scherzer was the biggest name out of out of the Nationals, but then Trey Turner comes out of nowhere, and of course the Nationals get uh, uh, Kiebert Ruiz, who's the Dodgers' number one prospect. Uh, Josiah Gray, pitcher, um, their number two prospect, and then right-handed pitcher uh, Gerardo Carrillo, number 17, and then outfielder Donovan Casey, unranked um, Ruiz, uh, being a catcher, of course. And then the Dodgers get that, and I have to say, I feel like even with the number one and number two, pro- the number one and number two prospect from, from, the, uh, from the Dodgers, it still feels like the Dodgers won this trade because because that, that addition of Trey Turner just changed up everything in that trade norm so what are your thoughts on that well uh it, it was uh, interesting that the dodgers uh really pulled a lot of strings to execute these these deals and uh yeah i mean uh, you know they're they're 2020 world series champions and they're uh jockeying for position to repeat uh in a full season this time for 2021 uh i think they they're they're one they want to go back to back uh, with the addition of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Uh, it's interesting that uh, Corey uh, Seager uh, just came back from the IL, um, and he's going to be playing shortstop. Uh, but uh, it, it seems like Trey Turner, who's another shortstop, uh, looks like he's going to be uh, allocated to second base. Uh, I've uh, Honestly, I've never seen Trey Turner play second, but it's uh, kind of new to him. Uh, so we're going to see him play second base, and Max Scherzer obviously... Uh, with the absence of Trevor Bauer uh, uh, placed on administrative leave, um, this uh, pickup by the Dodgers 
to get Max Scherzer uh, to fill the void, uh, to fill uh, Trevor Bauer's spot in the rotation. I think this will be uh, a key, a key. Uh, uh, not I'm not saying replacement, but um, an addition to the rotation. It, it, you know, Max Scherzer is uh, one of the uh, best uh, pitchers right now in in the last decade. Um, it, super sensational uh, pitcher. Uh, although he doesn't like to be checked for sticky substances, but I don't think he he cares right now because he's playing with the Dodgers, uh, one of the one of the teams that's vying for a playoff position. So, um, to me, that you know the Dodgers, uh, like his their their epic their epic stance uh, on this trade deadline was absolutely amazing, um, to say the least. So they definitely they want to replace that Mickey Mouse World Series ring from last year, and they want to go for a real ring this time. So. Here they are uh, acquiring two big names from, from the Nationals uh, to possibly go back-to-back this year. And I mean, you can't also forget, I mean, the Dodgers rotation has had a lot of issues. I mean, yes, obviously Trevor Bauer was we, – we know what's going on with Trevor Bauer. That's all we need to say. Um, Dustin May off of the year. Clayton Kershaw on the IL. Uh, and uh, Julio Urias is also um, – is also like you know maybe not like the like not not, not that he's not a, a, a solid option but you know like he's he's been throwing a lot so they need the they needed that relief and Max Scherzer is probably the perfect slot for that rotation obviously a rental because he is a free agent at the end of the year I don't I can't remember if Trey Turner has a bit of control uh, with his contract but um, and of course he, he, on the flip side you know the Nationals can maybe restart their build uh, start their rebuild sooner than later. I mean, they also they also dealt Brad Hand to the Blue Jays, which wasn't too bad as well. Um, so, I guess for the Nationals, this is it's 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 pretty it's pretty good getting like those top prospects. But again, it felt it still felt like the Nationals should have got more with with Trey Turner just randomly throwing and saying, "Here you go," and, and again, just shocked, shocking as hell. So um, uh, let's let's move on. The other, another trade that I want to talk about, which. Um, it kind of made you wonder where he, where this guy was gonna go, and uh, because his name was uh, being thrown everywhere. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Craig Kimbrell going to the the White Sox, just flipping over to the to the other side of town. Um, and, and of course, the the White Sox, uh, the Cubs getting Nick Madrigal and Cody Hewer. Madrigal, a massive, massive piece going over to Chicago, to the Cubs. Uh, for and now, like the White Sox, all of a sudden have this elite, deadly late game duo in Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell again. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you asked me when I told you that Kimbrell got dealt, you're like, wait, don't they have Hendricks? I'm like, they do. And then you realize, holy crap, they do. Cause Kim, uh, I mean, Kimbrell's, <laughs> Kimbrell's a rental. I know, I know Hendricks has a few years of control, but still you're like, damn, 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 damn. And I, I guess the White Sox are going to go for it. But do you think it was a lot that the, that the White Sox gave up for, for Kimbrell? Uh, I think that was questionable, uh, and to me, it's it's kind of foul. Like, what, I don't I don't know what the, what what the White Sox in, intent is to have two closers in their bullpen. Uh, Liam Hendricks is a sensational, solid closer already for the White Sox, and complementing him with another superstar uh, closer in Craig Kimbrell. Um, I, I I really don't see how the White Sox are gonna map this out in their bullpen, like. Is uh, Kimbrel going to be the new setup man for Hendricks for the ninth inning? I can uh, assume it, so. That's what I would do. I mean, like, is um, you know, uh, Kimbrel going to uh, pitch the ninth when um, uh, Hendricks is uh, having a night off? Um, it it really uh, remains to be seen how 
Chicago is going to manage two closers in the bullpen. Like, I have never seen that before, uh, ever. I mean, uh, when the Yankees had uh, Zach Britton and uh, Aroldis Chapman in their bullpen, I mean, uh, solidly, um, uh, when when uh, Zach Britton was healthy uh, for the Yankees, he was the solid uh, setup man for Chapman, although uh, Britton would close games uh, as well when Chapman uh, had the night off. I mean, uh, it could be exactly the same uh, in White Sox land, um, managing two closers like that. But it really remains to be seen how you're going to manage two closers in, in your bullpen and who is uh, going to be the setup man and who's possibly going to be the closer going forward. Honestly, I, again, I, I, I have nothing but praise because it's it's such a good problem to have. They also got Ryan Tapera earlier in the week as well from the Cubs, uh, which is, again, a nice little slot piece uh, in there as well. But again, like it can really mess up opponents. I mean, like, you know, let's say you're in a three game series, four game series. You have, like I say, Kimbrel for the first two games. And then if you're in a setup for the last two of the series, okay, throw in Liam Hendricks. The fact that they have those now, the weapons at their at their disposal and, and don't have to burn one arm over the other. So let's say like, you know, Hendricks has a few has Hendricks has a few like uh, has been a, a like in a Hendricks appeared in too many uh, scenarios because again the, the White Sox are going to close games, yeah. you know, and obviously at the rest of them, so they have to bring in somebody else, but not anymore because now they have Kimbrel and vice versa. What this does is just sets up the White Sox again for <laughs> almost like not. I'm not saying a guaranteed save uh, moving forward, but damn it, it's close to it, and I love that. I love the move they they did only because again. You don't have to worry about anymore if your closer's too tired to go and you have to get somebody else from the bullpen for the save. Again, you have those two guys. Obviously, the question with Tony LaRusso is can he find, like you said, can he find that balance? It and can Tony LaRusso understand that? Can he understand that, you know, like not to abuse them because you have such power in your bullpen? I don't think he will because I, I think LaRusso's smarter than we all think he is, smarter than he looks. So um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give him to that. I I, I again I, I find it a bit fair because again I love that there's a lot of versatility. And again, it, I mean I would love that. I would love to have two closers on my team, and I would love to have that problem. Who do you go with? Okay, Hendricks. Is something wrong with Hendricks? Boom, you're gonna go to Kimbrel and it keep going. Again, I I'm a big fan. I'm a really really big fan of that. Um, let's keep moving down. Of course, I want to continue on the topic of the Cubs fire sale, uh, because. You know, I mean, like, it just for Cubs fans, it just felt like in 48 hours or maybe 24, their the 2016 magical run is now permanently in the rearview mirror. Like that is now in the. I mean, as if it wasn't in the past already. The deals that they made, a hundred percent were. And I think the first one I want to start off with is uh, Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees. Who, I mean, you know, again, as a fan of the Jays and the ALEs, you're going, God. Damn it, the Yankees just got Anthony Rizzo. Okay. Okay. And of course, uh, the Yankees as well got Joey Gallo. Again, as a fan of the Blue Jays in the ALEs, you're going, God damn it, New York. Can somebody just find them for find them for tampering or something? There's something wrong there. <laughs> somebody come up with something illegal. Um, incredible moves. Anthony Rizzo already shining at a couple of homers in his first few games uh with the Yankees, because you know that that's actually what they got him for. Um I I, I like I like the move uh, as well. Um it's just, uh, of course, the Cubs got two prospects um, in that deal, and um, and they, uh, the Yankees needed it too. I think they needed that that power and they needed that first base. And of course, boom, there's Anthony Rizzo. So I'm a big fan of that. Uh, well, I, I guess I have to be, or I guess I don't have to, but it's it was it was a smart move by the Yankees. I'm like, damn it, that that's a bat <laughs> that I know I would have liked. But we have Vladdy, so I'm not complaining. Nor- well, 
you, you know, um, we always have to understand the method to the Yankees' madness. And, and uh, you know, people understand that they love to acquire big names. And it's just one of these years that they do. Um, with the anemic offense that they've had in the uh, beginning of the year, lagging in the standings, uh, you know, with, uh, with Stanton and Judge, I mean, they, they, they are the, uh, the headliners in, in, in the Yankees lineup along with DJ LeMahieu. Uh, but the, the offense uh, wasn't just, uh, you know, there that the Yankees expected in the beginning of the year. So with the help of Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo in the lineup, uh, I think that uh, it's going to boost, uh, give them the boost that they needed uh, from the beginning of the year uh, because they're, the the offense wasn't as solid as in previous years, uh, you know, with Judge and Stanton's health concerns, uh, and and you know, uh, Glaber Glaber Torres, you know, it's, he's he's been a clutch for the Yankees and, and DJ LeMahieu, uh contributing to that. Uh, but uh, it, you know, it's it, it's it's something that the Yankees do all the time. Uh, we have to understand that. Uh, the, I know the rich get richer when they acquire big names, yeah, and this is this is something. Yeah, this is this is just in the Yankees' uh, method of madness to to acquire big names, and um, you know they had a reason to get Rizzo, they had a reason to get Gallo uh, to boost their offense um, and to jock for position in in the AL East because they are about uh, about seven to eight games out right now. So this is uh, this is the the prime right time uh, for the Yankees to really step it up. Um, Anthony Rizzo was, um, you know, a, a true heart and soul of the Cubs organization for many years. Um, he's done a lot of charitable work. He's, uh, he's done so much for the community and he's such uh, a well-beloved uh, Cub. And I'm sure that he's going to be a Cub forever. And as well as Chris Bryan, uh, their third baseman, um, you know, for for the Giants to acquire him at the very last yeah, minute. Let's the... transition to that. Yeah, <laughs> again, like it's yeah. an incredible, a great acquisition by the Giants. I mean, there were talks that I mean, I, I obviously as a Jays fan, um, that would have been nice to see at third base because I know like uh, you know, it's hard to rely on Espinal or sometimes like it's, it can be a loss in a bit of a, of a shuffle there and somebody a bit more secure for the Blue Jays would have made sense to get that bad in Chris Bryant, but the Giants again, I I think struck gold and I think that was definitely one of the pieces they really needed to uh to to try to get that big push if if not for the if not for the the division in the National League West of course with the Padres and the and the Dodgers going at it then at least a wild card spot uh but that I thought it was I thought it was a great move by the Giants I thought it was like, near the deadline too near like four o'clock bam it was basically the only thing that they did the entire trade and it was impactful process. and it was like a big move and I'm like boom the Giants it, yeah. nailed it with one with one swift Swift trade right before um, the buzzer. It was it was truly an example of a buzzer beater right there to get Chris Bright right at the eleventh hour of the deadline. So it's incredible how how did how the the Giants pulled that off. Yeah, I mean Brandon Melt injured, Emma Longoria injured, Chris Bryant uh, gets slotted in there perfectly. And again, now there's a little bit of depth in the in the infield, uh, assuming that Belt and Longoria come back. Um, and you got to get props to the Giants. I just, I, I, I liked it a lot because they, they needed that. And Chris Bryant is just so electric. And again, what's interesting about all, a lot of these Cubs deals is that they're all, they're all rentals. I think Rizzo's, <laughs> I think Rizzo's a, a free agent as well. I can't remember. Brian, I know definitely mm-hmm. is. Kimbrell obviously is. 
So all these teams are really going to rely on the Cubs and hope for the best. <laughs> hope that their rentals come through. And obviously, yeah. obviously somebody's going to get burned. But you got to give props to that. I liked it a lot. So any other thoughts on the Giants before we move on? Uh, I think they uh, – I wish that uh, they – they did acquire. I was kind of. I had that hunch that they were going to acquire Max Scherzer at some point, uh, because they they needed a little bit of pitching help. Um, you know, Logan Webb has been uh, off and on uh, injured uh, this year, and I thought that Scherzer would be a, a big um, contributing factor for the Giants, but that didn't happen. I mean, one direction he's going to the Padres, and now he's ended up in the Dodgers. So I, I hope that that with uh, Chris Bryant's acquisition with. Uh, with the Giants, um, they're going to be well versed to to challenge for that division title uh, with the uh, against the Padres and the Dodgers. I mean, it's a three horse race right now in that division. Um, let's talk about the last Cub that was dealt uh, before we get to some of the other deals because again, the Cubs are such a big. I mean, even at the start of the season, everybody was wondering if 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 the Cubs are going to if the Cubs are going to do something. Um, or what they're going to do, how were they going to feel? And obviously, the record wasn't the best. And so, of course, <laughs> at the end of July, <laughs> they just said, all right, screw it, fire sale, let's go. Uh, Javier Baez and Trevor Williams going to the Mets for their for their, for their a prospect, Pete Crow Armstrong. Um, and, of course, Javier Baez was on record saying, I'd love to play with Lindor. They have, Now the Mets have that, that I, I, I want to say elite, like middle infield, because that's a really good infield to – to, you know, to uh, on defense, so I really like that for the Mets. Um, and uh, Trevor Williams again, they needed that bull, the pitching, uh, the bullpen depth as well. Uh, but do you think it's a good fit for the for the Cubs? Uh, for, sorry, for the Mets. I think so. Um, I think Bias, uh, you know, uh, with this uh, positivity and amazing energy, uh, that he's really going to uh, entertain a lot of fans in uh, in in New York at City Field, uh, and playing with Lindor. I mean, the, the middle infield just got a whole lot better. Uh, Baez is known for his excessive uh, celebrating in the dugout, and Lindor is just a Mr. Happy guy. Uh, it just complements the whole energy and, and positivity in, in uh, New York. Uh, I think the, the Mets will, will take the division, and uh, Baez is just uh, another uh, cherry on top in, in that, um, that trade that the Mets did. Um, so I think they're going to be well versed to to win the division there. Um, let's move on away from the Cubs because there's obviously the the other biggest trade that didn't involve the Cubs or the Nationals or the Yankees. Um, of course, I got to talk about my hometown team. I got to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, they made two moves: uh, Joaquin Soria uh, being a, being acquired near right at the buzzer from the Diamondbacks. The bullpen depth, they needed that because our bullpen it can be sometimes you'd want to shoot them into the sun. But, of course, <laughs> the rotation was the biggest story. And the Blue Jays, I would say, won the Jose Barrios sweepstakes because it felt like a sweepstakes because the Twins did say, yes, he is being dealt. Uh, the question is where. So, of course, you know, your first thought was after the Scherzer deal fell through, he was going to go to the Padres uh, because the Padres needed something big. Um and so, and towards you can say like even like the Red Sox maybe as well. Uh, we're looking into pieces, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Blue Jays won it. Uh, so you know everybody's excited. All the, all Jays fans are going. Hey. <laughs> that was a wild five minutes because you get Jose Barrios, or maybe two minutes. You get Jose Barrios. Everybody's excited because again, now you have like that. The, the you needed that 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 significant rotation spot that the Blue Jays seriously lacked. With with uh with Steven Matz and and Ross Ripley just struggling in the rotation, 
Um, Jose Barros comes in. You get all excited. And then the first thing you hear that's going to the Twins is uh, Simeon Woods Richardson. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, that, that's fine. It's it Woods Richardson. Okay. And then you heard that maybe it's going to be um, – you heard that maybe it's going to be uh, Pearson going to the Twins. And, of course, I got excited. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm okay with that because the man has turned into glass. And I know he's a big prospect. But it's just there's so much injury concerns as of late with Pearson. And then out of nowhere, it's Austin Martin, last year's number five pick in the MLB draft. I mean, you know, again, on behalf of Jason, we went from euphoria to a massive swearing competition on <laughs> on Twitter. I have to say, I'm okay with it. I'm actually okay with it at the end of the day because I think that I was I was seeing like some 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 people were doing reports on. On Austin Martin, they're saying that there's some bit of issues there that need they need to learn, take time, and again it happens. And I, and I mean, let's face it, this team, the Jays are like 75, 80% ready to compete. Still, some pieces they felt like they could have done, and obviously they obviously they obviously increased their their potential with Simber, with Soria, with Barrios, uh, Brad Hand going jumping into the mix now. But I guess. I guess the Jays kind of maybe saw Austin Martin and said, you know what? Maybe we're, we're, we may not see you in a few years when we really may be in the thick of things. So they said, you know what? Let's take a gamble. And that's the thing about these prospects is that they draft so many. And I, I know they're, they're big names. And of course, at the end of the day with prospects, you just never know how many prospects ended up, ended up just falling through in the minors, right? Or get lost in the shovel in the minors. And Simmons with Richardson as well. He's been, he was traded for Stroman, uh, and so then, and that was going back and forth. And of course, there was no call up for him. And so they said, you know what? Let's just send him to the Twins. So I was iffy at it at first, but with that extra year of control uh, for Barrios into into the end of 2022, I think I'm okay with it. And I, especially, I think it depends on. I think the the trade would be truly solidified if Barrios gets extended. If not, then you can maybe start to wonder what happened. But I'm okay with it. I was angry at first, and I'm like, okay, I trust what Shapiro and Atkins are doing. Your thoughts on the trade? I think Barrios is um, a, a good good pickup for the Jays. The you know they desperately need a key starter, uh, as uh, Matson Stripling, as you mentioned, has been struggling. Um, like Hunchin uh, Rayu and Robbie Ray are are trying their best to to pull their weight uh, in in the starting rotation, but they really needed that that third um, guy in the rotation to, yep. to really, um, you know, get the job done and uh, slam down some ball games and uh, Jose Barrios uh, acquired by the Jays for Minnesota. Uh, to me, like you're, you're okay with uh, trade with um, uh, Austin Martin being traded. Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of warming up to the feeling that, uh, that he's no longer a blue Jay. Um, I really had some high hopes for Austin Martin um, I think he's going to be a force uh, in in a few years, very much like a, another uh, Kevin Biggio or even a a Bull Bichette. Um, you know, when, when you're when you're dealing with a franchise uh, and you have so much um, promising prospects that you may want to keep or let go. I mean, this is just one of those things that the, the Jays have done in in the past. I mean, trading away Noah Syndergaard and Travis Darno for Ari Dickey years ago. Uh, to to um, try and, and play a push for a playoff uh, in 2015, uh, it, it really broke my heart that Noah Syndergaard uh, was, was yeah. traded. Yeah, um, you know that he sucked. was a promising young talent, but that, oh, he know, was. 
He, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he, he dominated the, the Mets uh, for a few years and then he got injured, uh, went, uh, underwent Tommy John surgery. Um, I, I, I still think that with the Austin Martin deal that it might bite uh, Toronto in, in, the, in the butt uh, in, in the years to come. You know, you'll never know with these uh, prospects that, you know, that comes out of college, especially playing for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is one of the best baseball schools uh, in, in the world, in, in North America. And playing for Vanderbilt, you're, you're, you're playing for, you know, you're playing for a championship team and you're, and you're expected to, uh, to, to go into the majors and excel. And Austin Martin will definitely excel, um, you know, if Minnesota decides to keep him around for, for the next few years. I'm sure I they think, will too. I'm sure they, I'm yeah. sure they realize. And, and I can understand fans saying that the Blue Jays got fleeced. Again, I I kind I kind of I kind of want to say it too because again it's it, awesome Martin you feel like he's gonna you're right you feel like he's gonna be a big impact but again I I feel like we can truly say the Jays got fleece again I'm like eighty percent there um, yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not sure I'm, I'm not sure and again it. Again, it, hasn't like said, sunk to, it hasn't sunk into me yet like I said to me that all depends on if if, if Barrios gets extended um if the, if if they're if groshans is ready right because i mean obviously you know they're they really they're really big on groshans on, on gabriel uh on gabriel montero and uh, Mart- uh martinez as well in the minors there's a lot of good bats they're waiting so which is why i think they said okay i think we can part with austin martin because we got some big names ready but it's hard to say and i think you know i, th- I think we won't know <laughs> for a few years right i mean like you can say that the jays got fleeced when already dickie came by that was fun. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Definitely. Uh, so I think with this is too early to tell. I felt like with, with the Dickie and Syndergaard that you felt like that was a bit more like you, you knew like that wasn't going to last long for Dickie. But with this, you I think you need a bit more time to process. I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, Austin Martin is a good kid. Uh, you know, uh, with, with these, uh, like I said, with these major league teams that's uh, you know that have promising young talents uh it's either you trust them on the first couple of years or you know you decide to trade them away and it's th- this happens a lot and um you know it's uh i mean they, I, I i trust the analysis of uh what they've been hearing from from scouts and from 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 different sources uh you know if if they're saying that austin martin um you know hasn't really excelled to what the jays have expected uh, in terms of hitting and defense, but um, you know that's just uh, that's just a you know uh, he 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 was just drafted not too long ago. Yeah, last so year. You, last yeah, year. definitely. And you and you got to give him time. Uh, like I I can't sometimes I can't understand like you know teams not giving enough time for these uh, players to excel. But anyway, if if they if they trust their their heart, trust their gut, um, you know I I hope that it works and um, it doesn't bite them in the the ass. Uh, later on in life so <laughs> like i said i think i think if i all I, all we need to see is if they extend barrios or uh me being that optimistic fella if they win the world series or if they have a deep playoff run one or the other um there's i want to end off i want to end off this episode on the trade that wasn't on one big trade that wasn't i saw this uh today earlier today um I, i'm not sure if you saw it um and I, we'll share it in a minute and I wanted your thoughts on this because I read this in and I'm like, holy crap, that would have been big. Um, as we all know, the Rays are on some kind of cheat code. 
I can't stand the Rays. I have no issue saying that on record. I hate this team a lot. I cannot stand this team, okay? I am not ashamed to say that because they drive me nuts. Somehow a team in all of sports, not just baseball, in all of sports are buyers and sellers. And that's just stupid. That makes no sense. I have never heard of a team that is both. You should be one or the other. And especially in baseball, and somehow the Rays are freaking both. Um, this was a this was the this was the trade that apparently those separate trades, but of course you can say one technically uh, that fell through. Uh, the Rays talking to the Cubs, the Rays sending Kevin Kiermeyer to Chicago for Chris Bryant, and then in the other deal, the Rays saying uh, the Rays sending a Tyler Glasnow for Kimbrel. Which again, you're selling because Glasno is Glasno and Kiermaier is obviously an elite defender, no doubt about it. Yet you're buying because you're upgrading your infield and you're upgrading your bullpen. And the Rays, I mean, the Rays have a cushion right now in the, in the AL East. And again, screw them. But <laughs> I can't stand. I, I can't. Stand, I'm so sorry. I can't. I hate them. <laughs> I'm not a Mr. Shade. I cannot. I think. I think like out of all out of all sports teams in North America, they're the ones I wish they could fold. Um. <laughs> well, Tropicana Field is strong enough to to hold a storm, and I'm pretty sure uh, Tampa Bay is going to uh, remain where they are. Uh, despite uh, you know being a, a a small market franchise, so they're they're here to stay, my friend. Now, <laughs> thank you, Norm. Now, now the reason now the reason why these fell through was because Chicago was asking for top prospects uh, to take on the remainder of Kiermaier's contract, uh, and because Glasnow was undergoing Tommy Tommy John surgery. So of course, you know the Rays saying we'll give you this. The Cubs are saying, you know what? Hold on a minute here. Um, we we need a bit more because you're giving us a guy that's on the IL. And you're giving us a guy that's 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 a that has a contract that's kind of let me let me quickly pull up that contract really quick. Kevin uh, Kiermaier contract. The power of Google, folks. Um, Kevin Kiermaier is assigned a six-year, uh, fifty-three point uh, fifty-three point five million dollar contract. He is on contract until twenty twenty-four. He becomes a unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty-four. He is owed. 12 million and 13 million respectively in the next two years. So that's pretty big. That is, that's pretty big. And I believe it's going to eat. And I'm not sure if it eats into their, their luxury tax. I don't think so. Um, but it's again, it's pretty big. So of course I can't believe the Cubs are saying we want a little bit more. The Cubs were asking for either Wander Franco, Vidal Brujan, Josh Lowe, Taylor, Wa- Taylor walls, or Shane, ba- Shane Baz. Uh, this, oh, this is all by the way, for uh, via Ken Rosenthal. Um, and of course, the race to forget that we're not giving you some of our best prospects. Again, you got you chip and you deal prospects left and right. I don't know what the hell you guys are saying. Smart for the Rays to not take it, or should they have done it? I don't think so. No. Um, uh, Tyler Glass now uh, is is injured, and I, I don't think that uh, you know um, sending him to the Cubs would be the right option because um, the, the, I mean, where the Cubs are right now, they they need pitching help, like obviously. Um, and Tyler Gla- Glasnow would not be the answer to that. I mean, you know, if 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 it means to resign him uh, or take take uh, the rest of his contract, um, you know, but we're we're not going to be seeing him play uh, this year, so it it would not be uh, worth the risk for the Chicago Cubs to to acquire him. Um, you know, despite uh, you know trying to uh, you know, being part of the fire sale. Uh, it, 
you know, trading away their prospects. I don't think it'll be the right option for the Cubs. Um, and and uh, by the way, uh, the the red that I was talking about with Kiermaier's contract, yes, that would have been a luxury tax infringement for uh for the Rays, which of course you know teams and for the Rays, the luxury tax really really matters. Unless you're the Dodgers and the Yankees, they don't give a damn what that tax is. Um, I think it was smart too. I think it was smart that the Rays that the Rays held off. Because again, I mean, guys like Wander Franco alone, like oh my god, that that's way too big to give up. I mean, that that is probably your one of your big future pieces of the team. But I I I, I get it. I mean, like I, like I mean, I, I can't blame the Cubs for saying what they did. I mean, again, if I were the Cubs, I probably would have had the same approach. I'm like, listen, the, like you that that's an ugly contract to take on because that that's way too much for Kiermaier. I would argue way too much for Kiermaier. And Glasnow is is hurt, and obviously from an injury like that, you never know what can happen after. Unfortunately, it's Tommy John, right? It was Tommy John that, that, um, yes, I it was Tommy so. John that, yeah, yeah, Tommy John that, that Glasno, uh, got. And of course, for Tommy John, post Tommy John, it, it's, it can be tough. It can be tough. So I can understand the Cubs' weariness of that. And again, they're rebuilding. They, they sold the farm and they sold their fans in the process. So I can understand <laughs> why they would, but I think it was smart for the Rays at the end of the day to, to hold off on that. And of course, the Cubs did get their moves anyway. They 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 got they got their they got some some key pieces from the White Sox, uh, they got some key pieces from the Giants, and so I think they can move forward. Um, who do you think is the biggest winner of the deadline? The Dodgers, hands yeah. down. I gotta say, the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, acquiring Max Scherzer and Trey Turner says a lot. It speaks volumes. Um, Scherzer filling in, uh, you know, for uh, Trevor Bauer in, the, in that rotation. And Trey Turner, interestingly enough, playing second base. Uh, that 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 I that's I gotta see. Uh, playing with uh, Corey Seager coming back from injury. So yes, the the Dodgers uh, with the with the epic uh, win here and trade deadline twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers as well because I feel like as soon as you if you're able to get Max Scherzer, um, it's a win. And again, like I said, it felt like he should have gotten more with Trey Turner there. Um, for biggest losers. Believe it or not, uh, I'm torn between the Red Sox because I won the Red Sox because I know they got Kyle Schwarber, the big bat that they needed, but I thought they would have added more because of the tights, the tight race in the ALEs. The Yankees added, the Rays don't stop adding, and the Blue Jays got stronger too. And the Blue Jays, you can argue, got stronger too. I mean, again, I'm biased, but I think everybody can agree with with that that the Jays got stronger. So it it felt it, it felt like as if the Red Sox just. Needed to play a bit of catch up after Schwarber and then got nothing out of it. Got nothing out of it. And my other loser, surprisingly, I'm going to say the Padres. I'm going to say the Padres because, yes, they had that deal with Max Scherzer. They had to deal with Max Scherzer and gotten and obviously got nothing out of it. So then, you know, their, their focus shifts to Jose Barrios. They lose Jose as well. So I felt like. They they weren't able to add like another key rotate key part to the rotation that they that they needed. Not that they again the boost would have been nice, but I'm just surprised that they weren't as aggressive elsewhere as soon as Scherzer and Barrios were done. As soon as they were dealt to to the Jays and the to the Jays and the Dodgers respectively. So that's that's and and again like with the Dodgers getting that much stronger and then the Giants adding that key piece. If I mean I I'm sure the Padres can get in and now you know they lost. Tatis Jr., which is scary. Which is never one how you want to hear. So that's why I'm like, I mean, again, I know the injury is a freak accident. You don't expect it, but still, you're kind of going, maybe you should have 
been a little bit more aggressive because you were you you were suddenly all in on Scherzer. You were ready to like just completely <laughs> say that we're going for that for that title in October. To okay, I think we're I think we're good with what we have. I think we'll be fine. Uh, thoughts? Um, I think my the biggest loser that I have, uh, despite uh, you know the the uh, uh, Chris Bryant already making an impact, I do think the Giants um, needed a little bit more. Um, I'm pretty sure that they had. Um, with uh, acquiring uh, Chris Bryant in, in the 11th hour at the very last second. Um, I do think that they could have done some more. Uh, they could have added uh, another pitcher into the rotation to eat, to um, to boost their rotation a little bit and to really challenge for a division title. Uh, I have I have a lot of hopes for the Giants. I mean, Mike Yastrzemski and the, and the gang there in uh, in San Francisco – um, I think they had potential to get another starter, and um, with, without getting that, um, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I think they're they're still going to excel in the in the, the next two months. Um, but uh, that that pitching that the pitching that they probably needed uh, could have could have helped them uh, if they have done more in the trade deadline. You're right about the Padres. Um, you know, not not able to acquire Max Scherzer, um, but uh, you know. It's San Diego. Their offense is going to, uh, um, you know, uh, really dominate in in the the last two months of the year. They still have Melanson in the bullpen. Um, I think they still have Melanson in the bullpen, uh, I believe. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think they're still they're still in good shape. They, they might, uh, you know, challenge for a division title or a wild card, but. Um, yeah, I mean, no, no worries for the Padres. Uh, I think they're going to be okay uh, the next two months. But uh, hopefully in the offseason, let, let's do some more damage. I think so as well. Yeah. And I think the next time we talk to you guys uh, in, in a few weeks, uh, we're going to see how close the races are getting. Because, yes, we – I mean, like, you know, we, we're it's, it's, it's August 2nd today at the time of this recording. Next thing you know, we are going to be in September seeing what unfolds. And, oh, my goodness, after a deadline that happened um, – I don't think uh, it can. I, I don't know how much more exciting it can get other than bring it on. I think it's going to be fun. So I think we can call it there for a night. Nor, thank you as always. I'm thank Jose you. Tabuada, and we will catch you guys in a few weeks here on Fair or Foul. See you guys. Mm-hmm.